When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Kia good morning. Welcome to Trot's Talk here on the show for After the Race by Grins. Michael Guerin joining you for the next hour. My apologies. I have a bit of a head cold today. I was out in the cold at Cambridge for six hours the other night. It wasn't too cold there, but... Uh, by the time we got to 10 o'clock at night, it was. So hence, I have the snotty nose and a sore throat. But it was worth it because it was a great night at Cambridge. The race by Grins won by Copy That. He beat Old Town Road, so relatively formulaic in the end. Self-assured in third place. And fair to say there wasn't many un- bad luck stories in the race because Kango moved mid-race, Better Eclipse was good in fourth, no matter what galloped late, would have been third, but it was her fault. So all honours with the winner. Let's go back to the race by Grins for $1 million at Cambridge on Friday night. Copy that leading Kango Akuda. Back straight quarter in 27.6. Old Town Road waiting the passing lane. Self Assured's about to get to the outside, then no matter what. Homeward bound in the race by Grins for 2023. Copy that Old Town Road Akuda. Here's Self Assured. The big gun's about to fire. The leader, copy that. Old Town Road. Self Assured down the outside. It's copy that though. Copy that. He adds the race by Grins to his already magnificent. CV and copy that for the race by Grins in 2023 over Old Town Road. They were followed in by Self Assured. A great call by Aaron White, and well, as many people predicted, um, copy that got the lead from Old Town Road, and that was the winning of the race. Did it feel that easy to Blair Orange? Let's find out. After he's driven three New Zealand Cup winners, he now adds the second running of the race by Grins. Blair, that must have been fun out in front. At Cambridge on Friday night. Yeah, morning, Mark. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, you know, once we got the, excuse me, got the lead and uh, managed to dictate the race, it was, uh, yeah, pretty cool. When you were scoring up and in the lead up to the race, did you expect it to unfold that way? There was a lot of talk about what Zach Butcher might do. Did you expect him to hand up? Ah, uh, look, I never rate, read into any of the pre-race stuff that you hear, read or see, Mick. Um you know, once the arm pulls away, it's decision-making time then. So uh, I wasn't surprised at all Zach handed up. Um, you know, Old Town Road's most potent with, it, with a sit, and um, I, that's just what I assume Zach, being the quality driver he is, would do for his horse, and, and that's what happened. Once you were in front, Blair, there were, there were challenges of a type, but they weren't really attackers. It must have been relatively comfortable just ticking over at that 2.36 rate. Yeah, look, it's a pretty good time overall, Mick, and you know, I was probably just lucky. Um, obviously, there was talk that DD Joe was going to come out all guns a blazing, but um, I wasn't too worried about that. He he was never going to cross me or, or get near me early, in, in my opinion. But um, yeah, once we got the lead and just got a, a nice quarter after we sort of settled, and and then once I seen uh, South Shore coming forward and 
it was time to just put the foot down a little bit more and, and make the tempo a bit stronger. Blair, he seems to have a very high cruising speed. He seems to get into that rhythm and just ticks over very nicely. It almost looks like he could go another lap at the same speed. Yeah, yeah, he does, Mac. He, uh, he's pretty adaptable too, mate. Like, um, I think people, well, I think they do. He's, um, he's actually very, very fast off the helmet um, in some races you've seen. But obviously when the way the draws have fallen and the way some of the races have run, he, he has been put on top and, you know, he can run some pretty even good quarters the whole way but he's also just as fast as he is tough I think. What sort of horse is he to be associated with Blair because obviously you don't see him on a day-to-day basis but um, he seems for a stallion a very nice natured type of a horse he he doesn't mind having a yell at the girls when he's at the races but once he got on the track the other night he was very relaxed and he seemed uh, very kind. Yeah and in a stall sometimes Mickey can uh, just have a scream and a kick and just let everyone know that he's there, and once he does step onto the track, he he generally just falls asleep in the warm up and just jogs around, and you know he's um, he's just a gentleman to sit behind, and you know he name he knows when it's when it's game on, and you know he's he's just such a cool horse to be associated with. Mate, you've been lucky enough in the last five years and skilled enough to have a, a remarkable period of in your driving career, where you've driven three New Zealand Cup winners. Where does this horse sit in your heart? Where does he sit when you think of all the great horses you've driven and you think about all the horses you've, you've enjoyed time with working on the tracks down home? You don't see him that often. So how much of an impact has he made on your life? Oh, he's definitely right up there with, with one of my favourite horses anyway. And, you know, just the, the races he's, um, he's been in that I've been uh, associated with him and, and like Hunter Cups, and Ballarat Cups and New Zealand Cups and and the likes, and uh, yeah, he's taken taken my driving to, to some great places, Mick, and you know, he's a horse that I'll, I'll always be thankful for. Mate, what have you made of him in Australia versus him in New Zealand? Because you, you drove him in the Hunter Cup when he over-raced and choked down. Does he feel a different horse there, or has it just been the case he's been a victim of circumstances with some of those defeats in Australia? I think a few times he's been victim of circumstances, Mick. Um, obviously, he got an easy lead in the Ballarat Cup and, and won that. And obviously, the Hunter Cup where he choked down, um, didn't, things just didn't pan out for him there. And obviously, his Brisbane campaign last year, he went some great races with Anthony driving him. And you know, he's, he's had his, his broken bones and his bleeds and, and, and whatnot. But you know, Ray's just done a fantastic job and, and the team at Lincoln Farms to have him spot on for for so many of these big group one racing and um, yeah full credit to the team He's had some success in Australia but not as much as obviously back here at home is it a case that you because we're going to talk to Ray shortly you would like to go back to Queensland with him and and put an exclamation mark on his career by showing the Australians just how good he can be Yeah um, you know obviously you love travelling and um, he's the right type of horse to go for those bigger races and yeah, I personally don't think the horse needs to prove any anything to anyone. Mickey's, um, you know, he's won New Zealand Cups and obviously the Grins and Ballarat Cups and and a hundred lot of races along the way. So for me, I don't feel he has anything to prove to anyone. But um, yeah, I guess it's that old rivalry of Kiwis and Aussies. And I think, as you say, some of the Aussies still probably have their doubts about him. But um, I know I don't. Mate, you're off to Methven today on the big grass track at Mount Harding. 
Do you like one or two today for our SENZ listeners? Uh, best drive comes up in the first, mate, in the Ivy League for Paul Nian. It's uh, very, very unlucky last week at, at Mox Carrara. got stuck on the fence, so it's drawn, drawn out wider, so we shouldn't have that problem today. And just the feel it gave me last week, I think she should be very hard to beat. So, mate, for a guy like yourself, you're you're obviously in demand all around the country. Is it a case that you'll obviously be coming to Auckland to drive copy that? Do you book those flights week by week? Do you make those um, commitments week by week? Or is it a case that if he's lining up, I'll be there, and therefore, you know, I pretty much know where I'm going to be for the next month or six weeks heading into the Auckland Cup. Is it a case that he determines where you go? Uh, he will, Mick, yeah. Like, if he's um, if Ray's happy enough to line up in the Messenger and Taylor Mile and, and Auckland Cups, yes, for sure, I'll be there to um, to handle him. And, yeah, just do the bookings week by week, week Mick, as you know, anything can happen with a horse. So, yeah, just just, just go week by week and, you know, wait to talk to Ray to make sure he's happy and, and he is lining up. We often talk uh, about whether drivers or jockeys can hear the noise from the crowd. Did it feel different at Cambridge the other night? It's, it's a very small track and the crowd was right on top of you. Did it create some atmosphere pre-race? Oh, it definitely does, Mick. And I think the great thing with Cambridge is the crowd crowd are so close. And what I did notice was there was such a young crowd too, which was great to see, you know, so many young people at the races and, and enjoying themselves. So, yeah, hats off to David Branch and the team for for what they achieved the other night. And, uh, yeah, definitely creates a great atmosphere and just wish we could have more of it. Mate, you've won two New Zealand Cups on this horse and you've won a race by Grins. What's a race you haven't won on him you would like to win? I've uh, never had any joy in the Auckland Cup, Mick. Um, I think I've run a couple of placings, but that's a race, um, you know, I'd love to win with him and, and just take off another one. Mate, congratulations on being the first person to win a million-dollar race by Grins. Mate, and good luck today at Methvin. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Please look forward to seeing you back up here for the Taylor Mile, which I'm sure very shortly Ray Green is going to confirm that copy that's heading to. Uh, pleasure, Mick. Thanks for that, bud. Blair Orange, who drove copy that to win the $1 million race by Grins. He got the lead. Um, as expected, and from there, those who took the boosted $2.80 from the TAB had very few concerns. On the subject of the TAB, they've given us a $50 bonus bet for today. So if you want to be eligible for that, text in to double eight double three. It's pretty simple. Your name, your TAB account number, where you are in the country, and the code WORDS for today. Not word WORDS. I copy that. He won the race by Grins. He's our code WORDS for the day. Text in to double eight. Double three. Name, TRB account number, where you are in the country, and copy that to be your chance to win a $50 bonus bet courtesy of the tab. Ray Green is the man who trains copy that. And Ray, first of all, congratulations. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mick. Mate, it's been a weird old 18 months. 18 months ago, you won the New Zealand Cup. Then you take copy that to Australia. He, we think, kicks a fence, fractures a leg. You're stuck there because of COVID regulations with a horse in a box who can't be worked. We thought that might be the end of him. He comes back. He has a bleed, a very small one, post-Victoria Cup. He then comes back and wins off enormous handicaps in the north, breaks a national record, wins another New Zealand Cup. 
returns to Australia, has another roller coaster over there, then comes back and wins the race by grins. Among all of that, Ray, you got kicked by a horse and ended up in hospital and lost something like 14 kilos. Ray, the Chinese say, may you live in interesting times. You have been living in interesting times. I guess so, Mickey. You make it sound terrible. But, it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's been an interesting few months. So we're all over it now, though, so we're in good shape. Was there a time when Copy that had his fractured leg in Australia you didn't think he would make it back? Um, I was pretty confident that he would come back. And, uh, you know, the, the bets were... Um, they were very um, careful, um, and we sort of did all the right things. Um, and yeah, it, we were pretty confident that the, the way it was responding there was no treatment. Actually, he had no treatment at all. They just let nature take its course. Um, it could have been a lot worse. Um, the 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 uh, fracture was too too high to. Um, to take the splint bone out, quite often they do that, but it was too high for that, so we let nature take its course. We didn't have to put any screws or anything like that in there, and it just healed beautifully, um, uh, naturally. So now you wouldn't even know, you'd be flat binding it really if you x-rayed it today. Um, it, it's been brilliant, really. Ray, I was lucky enough to come out to your farm and, and spend some time with the horse in the paddock on Tuesday. And he's not overly big. Um, obviously, he's a stallion, but he's a lovely natured horse for a stallion. What's he like to work with on a daily basis? Oh, look, anybody could come and jog him or do anything like that. He's quite lazy. Um, yeah, he's uh, anybody here can sort of jog him or do anything like that with him. He's, he's a gentleman of a horse, really. Um, so yeah, no, he's, a, he's a lovely animal to work with, especially being a colt. He, he's never bitten anybody, you know. He's, um, you know, you can trust him, sort of thing. He's a trustworthy horse. You um, and Copy that have both been in the wars, Ray. So too has his owner, Merv Butterworth, who I believe had, of all things, a hernia operation on Friday, so was a little bit away with the fairies when he was watching the race. Yeah. Um, gee, you boys can find yourselves in some trouble, can't you? <laughs> oh, well, you've got to pay for it somewhere along the line, haven't you? It's like a war zone here. But, um, no, Merv, I spoke to him yesterday, and he was, um, uh, his voice got a bit croaky and he couldn't carry on, so we'll, we'll catch up again when he's um, when he's recovered a bit better. All right. Copy that didn't have a hard run to win the second running of the race by Grins Ray. I take it he's backing up in the Taylor Mile. Will his next six weeks look something like Taylor Mile, Messenger, Roy Purdy Memorial, then the Auckland Cup? Yeah, I mean, for him, he's probably uh, pulled up better than most in that race. Them chasing always have the hardest time, don't they? And, uh, yeah, so he's... Um, He's pulled up better than most, so there's no reason why he can't carry on and um, and uh, compete in them other races. Um, 
So yeah, it's. Uh, what about Queensland? Plan, anyway, and, 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 things can change. What about Queensland in the winter? Eh? Are, are you keen to get over there? And he's had success there, of course, two seasons ago. Are you keen to get over there and have a crack at the Blacks of Fake, which is worth, I think, four hundred thousand dollars this year? Yes, the purse money's all gone up in Queensland, and um, it's it makes sense to go there. The timing would be quite good. Um, so yeah, I'm keen to get there. I like Queen. I like uh, Queensland myself. I could, I could, uh, I could live there. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the plan anyway, long range. But things change, as you know, as you well know, um, it uh, can change overnight. Virtually, you know, your plan. What about the possibility of winning a third New Zealand Cup? If I said to you, you can win the race boy grins, which is worth more, it's worth a million dollars or you can win a third New Zealand Cup uh, in the next year, which one would you want more? Uh, I think for the horse and for, and I know uh, the owners, Merv and Meg, um, I think if they won the, the uh, New Zealand Cup um, again, would be a, a, a big uh, a big buzz for them, yeah, would be, even though it's it's not, it's not worth as much, but it's um, the prestige is greater. You know, it's written in stone, isn't it? I think the race by Grins is, is um, at this stage a bit of a novelty race. Um, um, and uh, but the New Zealand Cup is um, is a, is the real deal, isn't it? Just a shame it's not worth more. Ray, here's a stallion, um, copy that. Has there been any interest from any studs anywhere? Because it's a hard road for domestic stallions, even to get enough mares to be commercial. Any chat around the traps about a stallion career for copy that? Uh, I haven't heard anything. I did speak to Andrew Grierson just uh, jokingly uh, last year sometime, and I said, I, I guess you'll be standing copy that at, at Woodlands. And... Um, he he laughed. He laughed. He he he, he um yeah he, he just thought that was um a bit of bit of fun, which it wasn't. And um, but, I mean anything's possible. The, the more he wins these big races, um, the more popular he's going to be with studs. Studs, I would imagine. And um, and especially the likes of Alabar, they they seem to be promoting um local stallions. Um. So, yeah, it's possible, but I haven't heard anything uh, myself. Um, so that being the case, Ray, if there's, if there's no deal on the table, have you had any conversations with Merv about how long he continues to race? Is, is there any thoughts that this next season, the season's sort of a, a calendar year now, so let's say over the next 12 months that he eventually might come to the end of it, or because he is so efficient and if he doesn't have any problems with the bleed, is it a case where you think he might just race on for a couple more seasons? I don't see why not. I mean, the horse is as healthy as he can be and um, he's definitely quite sound. Um, and, you know, soundness is good and I think you can put that down to to his gait uh, and his confirmation. It sort of lends itself to um, staying sound. And, and um, you yeah, know, I don't see why... Uh, he wouldn't be able to continue on for a, a while yet. Um, I'm sure that um, if 
he did start to deteriorate, um, um, we would be consider his health and well-being uh, over any future racing. But at this at that at this stage, that hasn't even been a consideration. He's quite fit and healthy. Well, Ray, I just have to say thank you on behalf of the punters because. I think last week you had three or four different cameras and microphones in your face before the race, after the race. You've been great with the media, fantastic for us here on Trot's Talk. Mate, congratulations. It, it, it looked easy on Friday night, but the last 18 months has been a real roller coaster, and we have enjoyed riding it with you. Thank you, Mick. We appreciate that, and, uh, and you're welcome. Um, Anytime. Mate, won't be the last time. We call on Ray Green here on Trot's Talk. That's our race by Grins winning driver and trainer. Blair Orange and Ray Green. Merv Butterworth owns the horse to the syndicate who took him as their slot holders. Uh, congratulations. It's a, a big investment to take a slot in the race by Grins. You've got the win and you've got the memory and you've got the trophy. So congratulations to you. The race by Grins for 2023, taken out by Copy That, beating a very brave old town road, self-assured, excellent, and enough to like about better eclipse, and no matter what, to think there are better things ahead for them. Next up in the north, it's going to be the Taylor Mile, then the Messenger, then the Roy Purda Memorial, and the... Auckland Cup, which I think is on May 26th this year. So plenty more of these wonderful horses coming up here in the north. Get your text into double eight double three. We want to have your name, your TRB account number, where you are in the country, and the code words for today, copy that. So copy that, code words. Got a text coming in. How much do the owners of the horse get for winning the New Zealand Cup compared to the race by Grins. Well, the New Zealand Cup is the standard stakes distribution, which is, depending on some races, it changes from place to place, either 50 or 55%. Um, sometimes in the gallops it could be up to 60%. But in a race like the New Zealand Cup, they give you about 10000 for starting. So you get around that mark. In the race by Grins, because they pay a lot more for finishing in the back half of the field, they get 37500 I think it's 450 to the winner, so 45% of the distribution, then the deal is done between the connections. Uh, the reason the stake is lower is because there's more back end for the horses who turn up and don't run in the top 10, or top five, sorry, so therefore the distribution's slightly different. So not as uh, powerful to win the race percentage-wise, but of course at a million dollars, you still make more money split between the owners and the slot holders than you do for winning the New Zealand Cup, even though uh, it's obviously a bigger distribution to the winners. I hope that makes sense, and thank you for your text. Get those texts in, double eight, double three. your name, your TRB account number, where you are in the country, and the code words for today, copy that. After this, we're heading down to Methven, where they race on the Mount Harding course today, to talk to the Mayor of Methven, Ricky May. Welcome back to Trot's Talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. That's the best website in the racing game, hrnz.co.nz. Previews, reviews, all that sort of stuff every day and all the information you could possibly need to find yourself a winner. Today, those winners are going around at Mount Harding in Methven, where they have the Three Wise Men promotion. Sounds like a great idea. The three most successful 
drivers in New Zealand history, Tony Hurley, Morris McKendry, and the Mayor of Methven, Ricky May, all going around on the same day. Rick, good morning to you, mate. That's a pretty cool promotion to have uh, you young gentlemen out there against each other. Whose idea was this? Um, well, I think it was actually Mike Heenan, who's on the committee, he's the Vice President, and Kerry Arola, I think, had a bit to do with it, so it's been going to happen for two years, but COVID sort of put pay to it, so it's all go this year. Mate, a lot of people wouldn't know, of course, you are a Methvin boy, but so too is Morris McKendry, and if I think I've got this right, I think you both played rugby for Methvin uh, down in the grades, and I think you were both halfbacks, or am I imagining that? No, well, I played everywhere, but um, Morris Morris was better than me. He was in an older age group than me, but um, he, he was pretty good, all right. Um, be good to have the boys back there today, mate. I mean, obviously, Macca back in his hometown. Tony wouldn't have driven much uh, at Methven over the years, but, gee, there's some stories and some cups and some great horses between the three of you. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, we've been pretty fortunate drive so many good horses early on in our careers it's probably um, you know when you look back you sort of realise how good they were Talk to me about the promotion today um, Greg was telling me during the week that in a couple of races you three lads are getting the tightest assist horses so hopefully someone's going to get a win somewhere <laughs> Yeah no I think Morris has got the pick of the drives um, he's probably got at least three winning drives Um Donati went really good. I drove him last start, and um, Franco Tim he went really good. He got second uh, at Mochcarra the other day, and what's the other one? Jimmy Ray, I think he'd probably be the biggest favourite of the day. So he's been a bit lucky to get the good draws, uh, good horses probably. Yeah. Rick, what's the weather like, mate, in, in Methven, and what are we expecting track condition wise today? Um, well, we definitely had some drizzle um, for sort of three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But the day's beautiful today. I think it's supposed to be 18 degrees today. But um, I guess the track's going to be a bit off here. All right. So do you see it being a case where uh, it might cut up on the inside? Obviously, there's a, a big fields at Methvin, and obviously the sulkies yeah. behind the horses. Is there a chance it could become later in the day uh, advantageous to be out wider? Yeah, maybe so. Sometimes it dries out through the day, um, but it will be, you know, wee bit soft for the start anyway, rate and see how the day goes on. It may dry out a wee bit, I'm not sure, but it definitely won't be uh, hard and fast, that's for sure. All right, Rick, can you drive a winner on the home track today? <laughs> Jesus, I've got 10 drives, and to say I can drive a winner is pretty tough going on, so... Probably Jimmy James McGuire is my best drive, but um, I mean, that's a very good field, but there's not many of them. But um, he seems to go pretty good on a grass track, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Um, in the Drivers Series, I've, I mean, I've drawn the last number in the book four times, so I'm going to be last the four of them all the way, so you need a bit of luck from there, probably. Rick, it's been nearly three years now since you had that uh, remarkable and incredibly scary incident at Omakau, where um, you fell out of the car and, and were very sick. You had a heart complaint and they uh, conducted surgery on you. How is the body? Is, is, there, is there any difference in your life now compared to then? Do you feel it at all? Or is it a case that it's, 
it's been done now and it just came on. Yeah, yeah, no, I've I've had no problems. I've just carry on. You know, I haven't um, life hadn't changed too much. To be fair, I just don't even think about it. Just keep going. Right, mate, it's going to be a lot of fun today. Um, around the traps, around the talk, I'm sure there's been a bit of chat in the, the pubs. Not that you're a massive pub man, but <laughs> any winners for us today? Is anybody telling you anything we should be having a bet on for the, the Trots Talk listeners? Oh, probably Pauline Strutter in the first, uh, Blair's driving. Um, the Ivy League? Probably, um, yes, it was a bit unlucky the other day. A very good field, though, for Maiden Trotters. Um and like I said, Jimmy Ray, that Morris's driving went real good its last start, and I think it'll be pretty hard to beat in that driver's race. Mate, great um, great promotion today, Rick. I think it's really cool to get you three lads, you 3,000-plus winning drivers all together, mate. Um, get round safe, uh, have a good afternoon, yep. and you hope the boys get a chance to have a drink together afterwards. No, good as gold. All right. The Mayor of Methven, Ricky May, who, along with Morris McKendry and Tony Hurley, are the three wise men driving at Methven today. All those odds available on tab.co.nz. If you missed the start of the show, Blair Orange saying that the Ivy League, in the first on the card, his best of the day. So you don't need to wait too long to have a crack at maybe the best bet on the big grass track at Methven. Get those texts in to double eight double three. We need your name, your TAB account number, uh, and the code words for today. Copy that. And if you want, you can give us a reason why you should win the $50 bonus bet courtesy of the tab. Sean Daly is texting. He said, I need a decent punt to pay for an engagement ring. Yes, Sean and Kirsten got engaged, I believe, this week. Well done to you, Sean. Well done to Kirsten, although fair to say you've probably got the better end of the deal, Sean. And uh, congratulations on getting engaged and your impending marriage, which is remarkable considering Sean actually cooked for Kirsten and mm, the photographs didn't look all that good. So maybe he has other skills in life. Get those texts into double eight double three. Tell us why you should win the $50 bonus bet courtesy of the tab. We need your name, your TRB account number, where you're around the country. Copy that as our code word and try and convince producer dude Robbie to choose you as our $50 winner. He went to the race by Grins. He went down there. He saw Mitch James. We'll get his thoughts on the race by Grins a little bit later. After this break, we're going to talk to the prodigal son of New Zealand Harness Racing. Brent Lilly came, saw and conquered at Cambridge on Friday night. Aldebaran Zeus eludes by a length up on the outside in Victor's Sacred Mountain through the back in 29.2 then Love in the Port resolved Double Delight Majestic Man not going well enough top of the home straight here Aldebaran Zeus he leads by a length and a half Sacred Mountain in Victor's they're followed then by Love in the Port further back Double Delight Aldebaran Zeus though this very good trotter from across the Tasman he leads away by three Love in the Port tries ever so hard but down to the line, Aldebaran Zeus. What a win, second over Love in the Port. Uh, Sacred Mountain just third in front of Double Delight. Things just didn't A wonderful night of calling from Aaron White, <coughs> excuse me, at Cambridge on Friday night. And Aldebaran Zeus, the Australians, kinda, came sore and conquered because Brent Lilly, who trains the horse, is actually, of course, a New Zealander. But he's brought this horse home, and he now stands between Muscle Mountain and all the feature races over the next six weeks. Good morning to you, Lil. That must have been very satisfying to come back to New Zealand with a very good horse and get that level of victory fresh up. Yeah, yeah, that was very pleasing, Mick. Um, thanks. But, um, 
no, he settled in well and um, and uh, and yeah, he's sort of he's thriving on the trip. So um, no, it was, uh, we're off to a good start anyway. He's very fast, and Chris Elford used that to his advantage. Is he going to be quite as potent, Lil, over the longer trips? Obviously, getting out to the three thousand two hundred metres for the Road Cup on May twenty six. Uh, yeah, look, I've, we've got no, um, you know, he relaxes in his races and things like that, and um, and you know he, he doesn't have to lead to, um, you know, to uh, to be at his best. Um, you know, he's led and, and won a Group One over here over twenty seven hundred. Um, but yeah, look, we've got no problems with him going the two miles. I'm sure. All right, what's next uh, for Elder Baron Zeus? Because, as mentioned, uh, Muscle Mountain's the favourite for all these races, and a lot of punters, Lil, are probably thinking you're the only danger to him. Yeah, well, we'll clash this Friday. Um, Initially, I wasn't going to... uh, I was going to miss this week, but he's... He's doing so well, and even you know after the run at um, Cambridge the other night, he he's, he blew up over the back, and I'd sort of purposely been a bit easy on him um, at home here before he left with uh, with the travel and, and uh, a busy enough schedule over there. So I'm sure he'll be much sharper this week than he was at Cambridge. So um, they'll clash this week, and we'll we'll see where uh, whether we can keep up or not with him, I suppose. But uh, you know, all things um, being equal, I'm sure uh, I'm sure uh, he'll know we're there. What about going right-handed? Because that's been a bit of a bugbear for many Australian trotters who come to Alexandra Park. I'm, I'm sure you've worked him that way. How does he handle it? Yeah, and no, he's fine. He he, he crops um, he crops good both ways. So uh, no, that won't be an issue. All right, mate. Um, it seems like you've been in Australia half your life, but exactly how long have you been training over there, Lil? And, and is it a case that you still call New Zealand home? Do you still yell for the the, the All Blacks against the Wallabies? Oh, of course, yeah. You know, always be a Kiwi. Uh, about twelve years or twelve or thirteen years now we've uh, we've been here. So yeah, been very fortunate and, and lucky that um, you know we've, we've been uh, been very really without a, a top liner. So um, no, we've been uh, very lucky in that respect. And. Um, and uh, things so yeah, and like I said, it's very satisfying to um, you know take one back home, uh, back home, and um, and uh, perform at that level. So, uh, but no, always be a Kiwi, Mick. How big's the operation, Lil? I mean, obviously, training trotters is, is a very time-consuming thing to do for those who who don't follow the harness horses. They'll often spend half an hour or even forty minutes on the track jogging. So, it takes a long time to train trotters. How many horses do you have in work? Uh, we've got uh, we, we sort of normally hover around forty. Um, with just with me sort of being backwards and forwards a wee bit at the moment, uh, we've sort of turned a few of the younger ones out. Um, but yeah, uh, we sort of if we've got forty in work, there's probably uh, thirty-five trotters and five paces. Uh, so yeah, but we're pretty much um, pretty much uh, mostly trotters now. The way it's worked out, yeah. The of all the things in Australia that surprised me in the last ten years, Lil, one of the things that surprises me the most is the the revigoration, uh, the renaissance of trotting led by Victoria. It's now spread to other states. For somebody who loves the trotters, it must be very comforting to to have that consistent racing, some consistent feature racing, and decent stakes for the trotters uh, in your new home state of Victoria. Yeah, well, that's right. It, it's uh, the trotting has, has certainly, you know. Uh, it, it's come ahead in leaps and bounds here in Victoria, and um, yeah, we're lucky to be, um, you know, part of it. And um, 
you know, we've got, um, obviously, we've got a couple of nice top liners, and, and the good thing about the racing over here is they don't have to clash very often. It's, um, you know, there's Mears races programmed for the likes of Queen Elida and um, and things. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, there's a big pool of horses in Victoria, and um, we can split them up, which is uh, a big bonus. We don't often get to see Chris Alford driving in New Zealand, so thank you for bringing him across. Um, when you spend time with him, you consider how often he drives and how long he's been driving for Lil. He really is a diamond of a bloke, isn't he? Look, he's, he's, he's never changed. He's always cheerful and chipper and an outstanding driver and different type of personality to Tony Hurley. But they give that same vibe, don't they, that, that, that basically nothing could rattle them. Yeah, yeah, that's right, and um, and you know, um, yeah, they're the sort of you know that they let their uh, their record or their driving do the talking. Um, uh, yeah, certainly, um, you know, they're, they're both obviously champion blokes and uh, are champions at their um, at their chosen sports. So um, no, you know, we're very lucky to have uh, Chris as our neighbour and our number one driver over here, and uh, also a good friend. So uh, no, we're very lucky. All right, mate, it's, it's good to have you back. As I know you're back in Victoria now, but it's good to have the horse crisscrossing the Tasman, and well, you crisscrossing the Tasman, the horse, here for the next six weeks to add some depth to that open-class trotting brigade. Do you reckon you'll get Muscle Mountain's scalp at some stage over the next six weeks? Maybe not all the time. Do you reckon you'll beat him at least once? Well, yeah, I think we can. Um, yeah, you know, given the given the right run and, and things like that, and um, yeah, you know, there's, there's some random barrier draws coming up, so uh, you know, we're uh, we're not we're not uh, we're not going there hiding. We're uh, full steam ahead and um, things. So uh, no, we're going there. You know, confident that we can um, hopefully beat him at some stage, and um, yeah, we'll know a bit. Uh, we'll be a bit wiser after this week, I guess. Mate, we look forward to seeing you at Alexandra Park. Thanks for joining us, mate. Good on you, Mick. Cheers. Brent Lilly, who trained Aldebaran Zeus, who won at Cambridge, the trotting feature there on Friday night. I've had a few texts in from people. Get your text in, double eight double three, uh, your name, your TRB account number, and where you are in the country to win a $50 bonus. Been a few people concerned about my general well-being. <laughs> I actually think, and I'll tell you the truth, I got a little bit crook at Cambridge on Friday night. We had a guest on the show who had the flu, and I was using the same headset, and I'm actually worried I might have picked it up from one of our trotting drivers. So there you go. It may not have just been the cold. I might have been infected at the races on Friday night from a shared headset, but well worth the fun. And yes, the voice sounds a lot worse than I am. I'm not feeling too bad at all. We'll keep pressing on. Uh, we've got plenty to do this week with the box set coming up on Wednesday to review the race by Grins. By the way, Greg O'Connor's not with us today. He has other work engagements. I'm sure he's doing something harness racing related, so he'll be joining us back next Sunday on Trots Talk. Get those texts in to 8833. On the other side, we'll talk to the man who made the race by Grins happen coming out of Cambridge after this break is David Branch. Welcome back to Trot's Talk here, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. You've got about three minutes to get those texts in for your chance to win a $50 bonus bet courtesy of the tab, double eight double three name, TAB account number, and the code words for today, a copy, and that, because he won the race by grins. David Branch was the man who, with a lot of help uh, and support from his committee and his staff, made the race by grins happen. David, good morning to you. Congratulations. And I'm sure now uh, there is a feeling of satisfaction and relief. 
<laughs> yeah, morning, Nick. Um, definitely. I mean, we were, we were um, absolutely stoked with the way everything played out. Obviously, from the racing right through to the through to the after party, and um, yeah, just just definitely relief as well. And and now we can start looking forward to for next year, I guess. How many people close enough to officially were there on track on Friday night? Uh, so we had just under four thousand. So. Um, Definitely the the largest crowd we've had at an event since I've been at Cambridge Raceway. Well, it, it looks a lot yeah. of people at Cambridge, doesn't it? Because four thousand, like you could probably fit another thousand, but after that, you'd you'd be stretching. Yeah, I think um, five thousand's always been a, a nice number in my head, but I think the reality was um, uh, we were stoked with the turnout, and and it was nice. There's still. Um, as with any big event, you know, there's a little thing, a few things that that we need to tidy up. I think we can do a bit better, but I think um, in the whole, um, most of the people left there having a, having a great experience with harness racing and have, uh, to having a good night. It was a wonderful night. the The enthusiasm, the uh, the atmosphere on track was fantastic. What would you like to do differently? What would you like to improve or change about the night of champions for two thousand and twenty four? Uh, I think probably just um, even again going boosting the undercard. Um, would love to have, um, I guess, some maybe some good three-year-olds brought into it. Or, or I think the undercard was really competitive, and and we did as as good as we could. And it was a hundred percent a step up on last year. Um, you know, it was great having those good trotters there, but um, you know, could could we lift that and and perhaps have the likes of Muscle Mountain there as well? Um, so I think small small things like that. Um, I'd also like to find ways to get the crowd a bit more involved in the racing so it was great seeing everyone come out the front for the big racing stuff but I think there's a little bit more we can do as a club to get people behind the horses and and, and involved so I guess little tweaks that we'd like to see for next year but all, all in all really happy. Mate you've got a small staff down there and a very young staff I would suggest most of your staff are probably under 30 they did a super job they were very invested in the entire process. Yeah, I think we saw that even on the Monday night. They all wanted to, off their own bat, come up for the barrier draw on Easter Monday. Um, they're just so much goes into into an event like that, from all the little details and, and having a team that that wants to be there, that wants to get them get them behind and believes in the event that you're trying to put on. Um, I'm so grateful for that, and and also their families get involved too. So um, we had brothers and sisters and parents and during the week helping clean windows and uh, wipe down benches and stuff. So it, it's, it truly takes a, a massive team effort and uh, I'm super fortunate um, for the crew that I do have. Mate, congratulations. We'll try not to ring you for the next month. We'll leave you alone so you can have your Sunday mornings to yourself and you can enjoy yourself, David. Uh, mate, super effort to everybody involved down there at the Waikato Bay Athletic Harness Racing Club. Thank you for putting it on and thank you for looking after us so well. No, thanks very much, and for all of your yours and Greg's support in the lead-up, it's been great. It's been good fun. That's David Branch, the boss at Cambridge, where they did a super job on Friday night. Producer dude Robbie went to the races. Doesn't go to the races very often. I saw him there, and David Branch shouted him a drink. What did you make of it, Robbie? Did it have a good vibe as a as a non-racing person? It did have a good vibe. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I, I was actually quite surprised with um, how how many. Well, young people were there. Pe- people yeah. your age. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess you can call them young people, sort of. Yeah. Um, from the racing point of view, like you don't watch a lot of.
of racing live, but at Cambridge it's pretty cool because you're pretty close to the horses. Very close, very close. And, yeah, just, yeah, that last race, the... Obviously, I would have slightly preferred to see South Assured uh, <laughs> taking it home, but um, but yeah, no, it was awesome, awesome for Blair and just uh, yeah, really cool uh, atmosphere. Mate, who takes home the fifty dollars bonus bet courtesy of the tab today for entering us via the text on double eight double three? Giving it to Sean. He needs he needs money for the He's engagement. Getting engaged. Good so, on you, someone Sean. else said on the text line to give it to Sean. Yeah. So. So, so it's we, a Sean, we had an endorsement. Sean Daly, who bred I cast no shadow, and uh, just got engaged to to Kirsten. Well done to you, Kirsten. Well done to Sean. Hey, congratulations to everybody involved in the race. It was great fun. Thanks for joining us on Trots Talk here on a Sunday morning.